Good afternoon and welcome to your book, Garden Radio, a copyrighted show presented by Authors on the Air, Global Radio Network. I'm Tina Susetic, your host. I just returned late yesterday afternoon from a three-week camping trip to South and North Dakota with my husband. Um, it was a great trip filled with snow, constant rain, hailstorms, high winds, and flooding. We went to Custer State Park and they had to close, close roads and close things because of the flooding. Did not think I'd be shoveling snow in June but or, or late May, but, but we did. Um, we did a ton of hiking and sightseeing and ended the trip in Deadwood, South Dakota for the Wild Deadwood Reads, uh, which is an author-reader destination event. And if you've never been and interested in meeting um, authors on a very you know, one-on-one um, situation, you should uh, look it up and consider it. And now I'm doing all that unpacking, cleaning the camper, doing laundry, and all the other stuff that makes you wonder why you ever left on vacation to begin with. So anyway, I am back and doing my radio show, and today I'm excited to have New York Times and U.S. Today best-selling author Jennifer Ryan on my show. She writes suspenseful contemporary romances with outrageous plot twists, emotional love stories, high stakes, and higher drama. Her stories are filled with love, family, friendship, and the happily ever after that we, are all, that we all want. Um, I've read several of her books, and I thoroughly enjoyed each and every one of them. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you for having me. Oh, this is this is great. We were we were talking earlier before the show that we don't think that we've ever met, um, but we've both been to the same. We've both been to um, RWA conference and the Romantic Times, and they're still having them. But evidently, we never bumped into each other. If we did, neither one of us remember. <laughs> <laughs> Um, That's right. There's so many people there. (laughs) Oh, there's thousands of people there. And it's just, you know, you're joking about, you know, name tags. You meet somebody and an hour later, you forget who they are. And then you try to discreetly look at their name tag, you know, without making it look like you're looking (laughs) at their chest, you know. Exactly. um, Yeah. Um, Tell us a bit about yourself. Um. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area, so in California. I was born and raised here. Um, I'm married. I've been married to my high school sweetheart for 28 years now. In fact, this year we celebrated 30 years from our very first date that we had when we were teenagers. Oh, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. But um, uh, We have three kids, and um, it's, you know, this celebrating 30 years this year, we were kind of, you know, looking at our children going, what happened? How did they get so big? Oh, um, our, I know. Um, our oldest is 20. Yeah, our oldest is 20 now. And then our middle guy graduated high school just a couple weeks ago. So we were just like, wait, we have two <laughs> out of high school <gasps> um, already, which is crazy. And then my youngest is 13. And I'm actually hiding out doing this interview. And I'm watching them in the po- her and her girlfriend in the pool. <laughs> swimming oh. It's about 100 and something degrees here today. So um, oh my gosh. So yeah, they're having fun. I know it's really hot out oh. here this week. Um, so um, so yeah, I have the three kids. I started writing um, when I was actually pregnant with my youngest daughter. I was um, going to school and thinking that I would go back to work because the boys were getting older. Um, and about, you know, they were in grade school. And I was like, I'll go back to work. And then um, then we found out I was pregnant with her. I was like, okay, well, new plan. <laughs> um, stay yeah. home with her still. 
And um, I was an avid reader and just loved, you know, devouring every single romance novel I could get my hands on or suspense novel or thrillers. And um, I was one of those people who would be like, you know, I think they should have maybe ended the story this way or I would have done (laughs) this in this book or why did they do that? I would have gone this other direction. And so I just started thinking about those kinds of plots and everything and, you know, got an idea in my head and was less like, you know, maybe I could write my own book. Um, my husband was traveling at the time um, to China, so he was gone for weeks on end. And I was like, well, nobody will know if I can't write a book. <laughs> I can totally do it in secret. <laughs> and so, yeah, while he was gone and I was pregnant, I started writing and I just fell in love with it. It was never something when I was young that I thought, oh, I'm going to grow up and be a writer or I'm going to write a book. It just kind of came to me organically after being such an avid reader and just loving books um, so much. And then I wrote that first book and then I was like, you know, there's a second book here off of this one with, you know, his brother. I think maybe I could write that book and what would that be about? And from there, it's just never stopped. <laughs> um, I've written, you know, it's, yeah, I think over 30 books now. Okay, because that was one of my questions I have down, because I'm like, okay, I, I like to see how many books you, ha- you know, you have published. And I was scrolling through on Amazon and on your website, and it's like, okay, I keep losing track. I'll just ask her how many she has <laughs> to make it easier. You I, know, and it's, it, it's, it's hard to keep track of now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I keep going, is it 27 or 28? Is it 20? Uh, I can't remember, you know, for me. Yeah, so, no, um, so the the book I have coming out in July will actually be my 23rd published book. But I've actually turned in the next, four books after that as well. Um, And then I have several books that are sitting on my laptop. I think I have about another 10 or so on my laptop that I've written and I just have never haven't done anything with them yet. Um, Yeah. I I am a prolific writer. I, when I say I love writing, I mean, I just really, really love it. And I just enjoy doing it all the time. Um, My husband often is just like, really, again, can can we do something else today? (laughs) Like just one more paragraph. Let me get to the end of the page. <laughs> so when did when was your first book published then? Um, so I started writing when, like I said, when I was pregnant with my daughter. Um, in about 2005, I had her. Um, 2000, early 2006. Um, that's when I started writing. It took about five years to get an agent. Um, with, you know, lots of rejections in between there. Um, And then once I got my agent, I was actually at a Romance Writers of America um, conference. And I went to the um, Avon Publisher Spotlight, where all of the editors were there talking about um, what books they were looking for, what they were interested in. And um, Lucia Macro uh, was one of the editors. And she said, you know, everybody knows that we do historical romance, and we do it really well. And and that's what we get a lot in contemporary. She's like, you know, I really love romantic suspense and nobody ever sends me anything. And so yeah. I actually sent an email to my agent and was just like, um, send Lucia Macro my book. It's romantic suspense. It's what she's looking for. Um, send it over to her. I would really love to work with her. I just love um, how she talked about books and working with authors. And I just thought, you know, she's just such a great um, person, I think her and I could, you know, get along well. Um, so he sent her the book and, and said, you know, this is 
Jennifer's um, debut book. It was um, called Saved by the Rancher. Um, it was part of my Hunted series. And um, three weeks later, I got a call from my agent saying she wanted it, she loved it, and couldn't wait to um, buy it. And so we sold the book in record time, <laughs> five years after I started wow. writing. <laughs> yeah, and so I was really lucky. Um, a lot of people had actually declined the book. I had sent it out many times, and um, the book deals with domestic um, violence, and the girl is on the run from her ex-husband, and a lot of people said it's just kind of too dark. The opening scene is too dark, and, you know, it'll probably never sell. And so when I actually got a chance to talk to Lucia and was like, you know, what did you think about the opening scene? And she's like, I love it. It's fantastic. And I was like, okay, oh. <laughs> finally somebody gets the book. <laughs> Um, so it's one of those things in publishing where find the right person. I'm also a little luck in there, you know, being in the right place at the right time, hearing an an editor who was like, this is what I really want. And this is what I really like. Um, and going, you're a match for me. I think you and I could do this together. Um, so yeah, I always say that, you know, it's a bit of luck. It's, it's a lot of hard work. Um, And then it's finding somebody who just, you know, just like finding your fans, finding somebody who loves um, the story that you tell and the way that you tell it. Um, So since then, um, so after she read that book, she was like, this would make a great series. And because I had been writing those, those five years, you know, trying to get published, um, I was like, well, you're in luck. There are three other books that go to that (laughs) series. (laughs) And so she bought all of those too. Wow. So many beginning authors, they write the one book and then they work so hard to try to sell it and they don't do anything in between. And I mean, the way you did it was perfect, you know, because it was like, okay, <laughs> boom, here you go. <laughs> and that is, there you, you know, go. It, yeah. that was certainly, yeah, that was, that, that was a perfect way to do it. So, um, I don't know if it's perfect, yeah, that, but I mean, it definitely worked out to my event and maybe a little crazy because by the time I actually sold, I think I had, not only those three books, but I had a, a dozen others as well. I mean, I literally just kept writing. And it was I was wow. of the mentality of if they're going to buy me, I'm going to have to give them, be able to show them I can write more than one book. So I did. Yes. Um, and then it yep. was like, well, if you don't like this series, maybe you would like this one. And I just kept writing different things. Um, and I wrote what I love to read. So, you know, the stories that I love to read, I took all those elements that I really loved in books, the suspense, the romance, um, the relationships. Um, a lot of the series are tied by family and not just families that are blood related, but also families, you know, that you make for yourself. If you don't have the best family, you know, um, the hunted series is based on a group of people. There are siblings, but then it's, it's their friends. Um, and they have these big family dinners, but it's a group of people who have come together and treat each other like friends. Um, and, you know, the Wild Rose series, which is my newest series, is exactly that as well. There are four sisters in the series. Um, two of them are um, twins. And then the other two girls, um, with the other two girls, they're not all blood related. Just the twins are. Yeah. Um, but the yeah, premise of the series that, yeah. is. Yeah, and so, but these girls grew up together um, at the Wild Rose Ranch. Um, they've they've created their own family because they don't have any other family. Um, in fact, the premise of the series 
is that um, all of their mothers work at the Wild Rose Ranch, which is a notorious legal brothel in Nevada. Um, and they grew up there, and that's the life they've known. Um, but they don't want to, you know, be like their mothers. Um, and so they've become sisters and um, are working, you know, to find a life for themselves. Well, and your first so, one uh, in the Wild Rose one is, is Dirty Little Secret, which I yeah. I just finished reading. Um, while, I read while I was on vacation. Actually, I read it twice because uh, <laughs> I read it quite a while ago, and then I thought, i got to reread it. It's like, And I, I told my husband, I said, well, I'm just going to skim it. It's like, no, I couldn't skim it. I had to actually read it. <laughs> And, um, you know, one of the things, well, there's a couple of things I've noticed in the books that I've, of yours that I've read, and I haven't read all of them, um, is that um, your, your heroines are very strong women. I mean, Roxy in Dirty Little Secrets, I mean, what she had to, I mean, she was on her own by the age of 10, basically. And, yeah. I mean, what, what, what she had to do to survive and, and come out of it and not use the way she was raised as an excuse but a way to make herself better. Am I saying that right? Yeah. <laughs> I hope. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I, I, yeah, and a lot of my heroines are like that. Um, I always, you know, somebody once wrote um, on, uh, in a review or something, I would love to be a Jennifer Ryan heroine, and my publisher and I were like, no, nobody wants to be a Jennifer Ryan heroine. And not that, they, not that these women aren't fantastic, it's just that you usually meet them um, – on the worst day of their life or um, you hear their backgrounds and, and they've come from, from such kind of dire circumstances. In Roxy's case, her mother um, was a prostitute and a drug addict. And so her childhood was, um, you know, fraught with turmoil. And um, she basically had to be the parent in the relationship from a very young age and had to take care of her mother in order for herself to survive. Um, and so out of that survival is born somebody who, you know, is just getting through the day every single day, doing the best that she possibly can and trying to find a better life for herself um, and not, you know, learning from all the mistakes her mother made to being a better person. Um, and, and, you know, she does, well, she's angry. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? She doesn't. She doesn't even make herself a better person. She makes other people better people. You know, um, and I think that's, that, that, that's the way I looked at it. Yes, and I think Go that goes to show the nurturing side of Roxy. That it's just innate yeah. inside of her that she wants to, you know, to make sure that everybody around her, include those sisters that she grows that she eventually ends up with and grows up with, that she wants everybody to, you know, she tries to make everybody be okay and everybody's life better. Um, and in that, she finds happiness and satisfaction and connection with other people. Um, and she, I think she does make people around her better because they see how, you know, where she came from and how good and kind and um, generous she is. And it's like, well, if she even, can be that, then I can be that too. Well, and even, you know, even having to get over the the stigma of what people thought because her mother was a prostitute, well, of course, she has to be one too. You know, and the way that people treat her because of that, especially men. I mean, you know, 
<laughs> and, I think that's the, the biggest there thing that I gave that you... to her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because in the book, I, I describe Roxy as, you know, she's, you know, supermodel beautiful and she's, you know, every guy's dream fantasy come to life. And so Roxy has not only to get over her past, but the fact that when men see her, they look at her in a certain way. And she, she's really looking for somebody to see who she really is, not just the bombshell who walks into the room. Um, and when she meets Noah, um, he's the first person who really does kind of look past the outer beautiful goddess that he sees and sees that there's something about her that seems a little broken and a little sad um, because when she meets him, um, his you know, stepfather has just died. And so he's kind of sad. And so he kind of recognizes that in her, that there's something going on there um, and he, that he wants to know about and connect with, um, even, though even though he, he does. Even though know, he, he missed. Yeah, he messes up a few times. And a couple of times I just wanted to snap He messes him up and, a no, little. Don't, no, don't do that. Please don't do that. <laughs> You have to give it. Yeah, I mean, a, he's a guy. He, you know, and and I think yeah, that that happens yeah. in life, right? You do. Maybe you make a mistake with a friend or a family member or something, and then all and and for a minute or a split second, they look and they're just like, and they see just that mistake or they see just that thing that maybe happened or whatever. But then they remember, you know, a second later. Oh wait. No, this is Roxy I'm talking about, or this is so and so. I know this person. They're not that, and he makes the mistake of doing that. He he looks at her the wrong way, um, thinks he sees her mother in her, but and in that moment he kind he breaks her heart because she's like, I thought you saw me in a different way. I thought you saw who I really yeah. am, and I'm not that person. Um, and in that split second, it's, he, he realizes he's just made the biggest mistake of his life that he might lose her because of it. Um, but he does yep. redeem himself. <laughs> he does. He does. Um, I want, I want to, to talk about another one. Bit. Well, before I go on to another one and then, then your, your, your newest release, um, as I was yeah. reading the book, you know, and it's like, okay, I know there were four, four sisters or they're not blood siblings but they're they're sisters sisters in, in their heart and um you know i'm going okay who's going to be the next one who's going to be the next one and and uh you know i did figure out who, who who the next one was and it i what's it called the restless the restless restless, restless rancher uh, yeah and i, I do restless try to rancher. yeah i hint at it in the book i hint at it in dirty little secret um and i always like fans to know like as they read a series you know I want them to want the next book. And so, yeah, you meet yeah. Um, Noah's best friend, Austin, and he's kind of this down on his luck guy who's stuck in this, you know, in the mire of his family drama that's going on. Um, and Roxy decides to part to become a business partner with him. And you see a little bit at the end of that um, in Dirty Little Secret. And so, um, so Roxy, uh, to secure her business deal with um, Austin and make sure he, you know, gets his act together and does what he needs to do, she brings in her sister, Sonia, um, who's an accountant, of all things, <laughs> the least likely <laughs> to be like her mother. <laughs> yeah. And she's kind of, um, she's a tough cookie, too, and, you know, has seen a lot um, and her situation with her mother is completely different than the relationship Roxy has with her mom. Um, 
Roxy's mom is, you know, very outgoing. She loves what she does. She has no shame for what she does. She doesn't care what people think. And Sonia's mom is, um, has a very kind of sad, um, abusive past. And um, I wanted to show that, you know, that although these women are prostitutes, how they got there, they're there for a reason, right? Something has happened to them to put them in this circumstance in life. And so I gave each of the mothers um, a different background. And, and Sonia's mother is um, kind of like arrested in this childlike state from the abuse that she suffered. Um, and so Sonia has the same as Roxy has, you know, kind of in a little way had to become a parent to her mother to be the, the voice of reason sometimes and the caretaker a lot of times. Um, so when Sonia meets Austin and sees that he's just kind of a wreck and this broken cowboy on this ranch that is just a mess, um, she does what she's done with her mother and she just takes charge and tells Austin how it's going to be and what they're going to do. And he better, you know, get off his butt and get it done. <laughs> so Austin has well, a work cut I out went, for him. Well, I went, I went onto Amazon and mm-hmm. I was very disappointed to see that I couldn't, I, I, it hasn't been released yet. I pre-ordered it. I mean, I, I'm like, it doesn't release until November 12th, correct? Yeah, I know. Normally yeah. I have a book come out in um, springtime and the publisher actually pushed it back because I have a July release coming up. That's a women's fiction book. And so they did push it back and I was kind of sad. I know all the fans were sad about it because they're used to getting the books a little bit closer together. Um, but yeah, so he'll, he comes out on November 12th. Um, so that'll be Austin and Sonia's book, which is Restless Rancher. And then um the final book in the series, I've already written it and turned it in, and it's so, so good. I'm so excited about it because it will be the twin story. So Adria and her sister Juliana um, are the twins. And I also brought back a character from my Montana Men series. Um, in his cowboy heart, you meet Drake McGrath, who is ex-military, is suffering from PTSD, um, and is having a very difficult time in his life. Um, and you meet him in that book. And so, um, tough talking cowboy is now Drake's book. So Drake and Adria will have their story and Juliana's, um, story is in there too. Um, okay. and it's like, it's really good. <laughs> I'm really excited well, you know, for fan mail. I, I get a lot of fan mail asking for Drake's book. And so I'm really excited to finally get it out there for people. Well, it's interesting that you mentioned that, the Montana Men, because the other book I read on vacation is His Cowboy Heart, which you meant, you just oh, mentioned. Well, there you that, go. You know, and, and, and Yeah, there you go. You know, it just all kind of ties in together. I was a very good segue. Uh, um, <laughs> because it, it was very, you know, it was very, uh, it was, it was very, um, oh, I don't know how to describe it. I, 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 I talked to a lot of military people uh, vets and stuff because I've written military military books and and my my brother suffers from PTSD from being in the first the first Gulf War and so I've been around it you know a lot and to read um you know to read about it you know and what Jamie Keller has gone gone through and um you know and how Ford helps her you know get through it and it was just it was heartbreaking it was you know, to see her go through this, um, I, I, you know, if, if I love the book, you know, it was, oh, I'm in so fact, glad. I, I, 
I read it in one day, but we were doing a lot of traveling, so it was just like, oh. <laughs> well, and, it's interesting um, that you say your brother was in the first Gulf War. My husband is um, an ex-Army Ranger, and he was in Desert Storm, mm-hmm. Desert Shield as well. And um, okay. but before that, he was actually involved in um, uh, the Panama invasion um, to get Noriega in 1989. And um, in that, he... Um, he was shot and um, received a purple heart and um so yeah so after that after that service and then doing desert storm desert shield and being overseas for um those many months um when he came home um he did suffer from some ptsd and of course at the time you, you know that's even back then that even though that's not that far away they they still weren't really calling it that you know it was kind of like yeah, you know trauma yeah. um you know he suffered from a lot of headaches and they're just like maybe you have anxiety and he was like um no yeah thank <laughs> um so well, see, my he, brother he, he had my, a lot of symptoms yeah yeah my brother was in the I, I gotta watch the time here. My brother was in the Navy, but he was in the gr- on uh, on the ground. He was uh, with the ground forces, and one of the things yeah. he said is when they were flying in, he's like, and he was only 17 when he went in, so he was maybe 18 when he went over there, and he he said they were looking out the window and going, "Wow, fireworks!" And they went, "Oh my God, they're shooting at us!" <laughs> and um, <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah, yeah. It was, my husband uh, yeah, was the same. Yeah. Um, he graduated high school in June, and it and I think it was December that they went into Panama. Um, so he, you know, graduated from high school in June. He was 18 years old, and in you know by December he had been shot in 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 the invasion and, wow. and flown home. Um, so yeah, I mean he got like a real initiation into the military immediately. Um, and that's why I wrote, wrote the books. Um, in fact, my sister-in-law is a lieutenant um, colonel in the Army still. Her husband's Marine. So I, 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 I'm around a lot of military people, and, and I've talked to them, I, especially my sister, and talking about her experience um, going overseas and um, serving in Iraq and stuff. And so I wanted to, you know, represent that. Um, as part of, you know, people's story, especially PTSD. I don't think, you know, Jamie's representation is her story. Everybody experiences PTSD in different ways. But I wanted to show that it isn't something that's just, you know, you you don't just cure it immediately. The symptoms last for years and years and years. They they subside, they come back. um, And that it's really, you know, it's also the caretaker story. Ford is very compassionate and understanding. But what he goes through as well is just as important as what Jamie is going through as um, too. So I wanted, you know, anybody who is reading the book to see both sides of it, the the people who are suffering from it, as well as, you know, the caretakers and the people who are trying to help um, the the wounded soldier to, to be the best person that they can be for who they are now, because they are, they don't come back the same person they left as, and they, they never really get to be that person again. They have a a completely new reality. Um, And Drake's story in Tough Talking Cowboy, um, which is the third Wild Rose Ranch book, um, is exactly that as well. His PTSD is nothing like Jamie's. It's his story, how he's dealing with it and how he's suffering. um, And then how um, Adria comes into his life and her compassion and understanding and her own trauma um, from her childhood 
how he sees that and sees how she has like overcome as well helps him to, you know, fight even harder to be the best person he can be for the person he is now. Um, and so I, their story is really near and dear to my heart. And it's just, anytime I write about the military and stuff, it's just extra special for me because I just, I really care about um, that subject and those, and, and the soldiers who, you know, put their lives on the line for us. We are, we are so quickly running out of time, but we, we didn't hardly even get a chance <laughs> to talk about your, your July, your July 2nd release, the me you used to be. Can you just really, really quickly tell us what it's about? <laughs> Really quickly, I sure can. So, <laughs> I I sure can. You have a minute. Um, it's a big family drama, um, and basically, um, you know, people. The premise of the book came from, you know, people always say beware of strangers. Um, but for me, in my life, I I've, I've found, and I'm sure other people have found this too. It's really family who are the ones who can hurt you the most. And so, in this book, Evangeline um, goes to jail for a crime that she committed but was set up for by her own father. And the book is really about how a family experiences a traumatic event and how everybody's perspective of what happened is different. And so they all think that she's, she's a villain, um, but then they slowly learn what really happened and all of their perspectives change. Um, and so she, um, the last person that she expects to help her <laughs> get back into real life and get, um, you know, get on with her life is the cop who actually arrested her. Um, and so she, she's inherited the family We're ranch. Gonna, They're about to lose everything. And it's all on her to, to you know, save the day. <laughs> we uh, we just ran out of time. They just cut the show off on me. Oh, no. You know, my, I'm sorry. Yes, 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 yes. No, that's okay. I was just kind of like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, we want to hear about this book. And, you know, that half hour goes so fast. But I tell you, I'd love to have you back on again. You know, um, maybe when you're, you know, when your other, you know, um, uh, the Wild Rose Ranch or Wild Rose Ranch. Sure, in November. Um, books come out. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can we can set something up. Have your, um, um, I can't think of his name. Uh, publisher. Andrew, the publicist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the publicist. I couldn't think of that name. Uh, <laughs> Um, okay. <laughs> excuse me. Contact me, and we can definitely set uh, set something up because uh, this this has been very very interesting, very wonderful. You did a fantastic job. Um, oh, I will you. send you the link that you can use for promo, definitely. and I look forward to talking to you again. Okay, great. Thank you so much, okay, Tina. You care. made this so easy. <laughs> you too. Okay. Oh, I'm glad to hear it. Okay. Bye. Bye.